G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Taking another opportunity today to talk about some of those wonderful Christian foundations that we can point to in our history. And today I focus on some of those key business people who made real inroads into formation of a fabulous business and economy in Australia and yet came from their Christian faith. Mike Spencer is back with us. He's the author of the Australian Christian history book called One People, One Destiny, A Christian History of Australia. Welcome back to 2020 to you, Mike. Thanks very much, Neil. It's good to be here again. Mike, when we talk about some of these great business identities and to have their names recorded and to have you tell their stories in a history book all about Australian history and yet a Christian history is quite a significant uh, accolade. Let's talk about some of these names, shall we? Uh, the newspaper publisher, John Fairfax. Uh, people talk about Fairfax Media. Well, the founder of that was John Fairfax, and he comes from a Christian foundation. Yes, John Fairfax uh, migrated to Australia in 1838. He just had five pounds in his pocket at the time, and eventually he acquired the Sydney Herald and renamed it the Sydney Morning Herald, and he developed that so that it had the third largest circulation in the British Empire, and he founded a, a family dynasty, the Fairfax family, that lasted for 130 years. He was a uh, member of the Pitt Street Congregational Church, and his faith was extremely important to him. In fact, so strong his faith and an appreciation of the formation of an Australian society that he was involved in the movement to end the transportation of convicts to the Australian colonies, also uh, significant in that role. Yes, he was, and he was also noted for his, his um, charitable works. He worked in the YMCA and the Sydney um, Ragged Schools Committee and he was known for his tolerance and for his generosity and for his moderation. He was quite happy to work with Christians from other churches as well. And right up until the 1960s, basically, the Sydney Morning Herald had a definite Christian slant. I mean, when Billy Graham came to Australia in 1959, his meetings were well publicised in the Fairfax media and, and in fact some of his sermons were actually printed in the paper. It's a little bit hard to imagine today reading the sermons of an evangelist in one of the national newspapers. Yes, it, it certainly is hard to imagine and uh, perhaps people who read Fairfax newspapers today might not see some of those Christian foundations shining through. Let's talk about some of the other identities that you've liked in highlighting these business people and names that we all recognise, the likes of Sidney Meyer, another strong Christian in our early business history. Sidney Meyer, of course, was a Russian Jew, and he, he immigrated to Australia and became an expert in the clothing retail trade, and he had a great flair for retailing, but his name, you, we can't really talk about Meyer without talking about his managing director, um, who was known as Edwin Lee Neal. We don't hear a lot about Neal, but Neal was a strong Christian. He played the organ. 
He was involved with St. Paul's Cathedral in, in Melbourne, and he had a strong influence on the Meyer Emporium. He introduced standards of Christian conduct, cleanliness, courtesy, charity, and he spoke to uh, Meyer on a number of occasions about his Christian faith, and eventually Meyer himself converted to Christianity in the United States. That was in 1919. And he demonstrated his Christian faith by many acts of charity, which, in fact, the Meyer um, group still does today. And during the Depression, for example, in the 1930s, he organized a free Christmas dinner for 10,000 people to show his Christian faith. He, was also, he also worked in a lot of other uh, charitable areas, too. As you say, the expectation of ethical conduct in business, uh, an important thing to reflect on when uh, at one stage there, uh, as I understand it, Meyer stores didn't sell alcohol during the lifetime of the two men you spoke of, Neil or Meyer. Uh, Those sorts of ethical standards have really affected a lot of Australian business. Yes, they have. And, uh, of course, um, um, Neil was... Uh, instrumental in starting a Christian fellowship within the Maya chain. I'm, I'm not too sure whether it's still operational today, but he definitely instilled standards of Christian ethics into that business. And levels of generosity too, with the idea that before he died, he was planning to give something in the vicinity of a hundred thousand pounds for a training farm for needy boys, uh, looking for opportunities to help a nation get on its feet. Yes, definitely, a number of number of Christian businessmen in Australia who were Christians were significantly involved in in major charitable works, demonstrating their Christian faith. Because Jesus said, if you don't feed the poor, if you don't clothe the naked, if you don't visit those in prison, you're not really demonstrating true Christian faith. Uh, Let's talk about another one of those great names, names that are on our lips and that we know of in retail today. And of course, George James Coles, another committed Christian. Yes, he came from a family of 10 children, and he, whereas Meyer was involved in the clothing retail trade, Cole was a genius in the grocery retail chain, and he acquired a number of stores. He set up Australia's first self-service cafeteria, and he opened the nation's first freestanding supermarket equipped with a, a car park in 1960. And it was Cole's Christian faith that actually prompted him to many acts of charity, as we've seen with Meyer already. He, for his work, he was actually knighted in 1957. Not only himself, but three brothers and a half-brother were knighted for charitable work. So it was quite a significant uh, charitable family, if you like. And uh, he was a, so he was a committed Christian himself. Let's talk about some other names. Let me name William Arnott. And any biscuit lover knows that Arnott's a famous Australian biscuit brand. Uh, William Arnott, another Christian. He came to um, Australia and from Scotland and at the age of 21 and he established a bakery in Maitland. It's very interesting that that original bakery that he established in Maitland is now owned by a descendant of his and, and they specialise in sourdough bread. So they've, there is the a historical link there in Maitland. If you're ever in Maitland, go and have a look because that's where William Arnott started his business. Then he moved on to Newcastle and eventually into Sydney. And that famous parrot that became the Arnott logo, uh, reputedly drawn by uh, William's daughter-in-law, 
and uh, presented to him uh, from a real-life bird that was was given by the captain of a Newcastle coal ship. Yes, that's right. There's something significant in some of the biscuits that we love to eat. And when we talk about William Arnott, some of us might not appreciate the place where we get the names of some of our favourite biscuits, like Sayo's. Sayo biscuits, it's been a long-time Aussie favourite, but there's an there's an interesting Christian connection to Sayo biscuits. Sayo biscuits, the word Sayo and or it actually means uh, Salvation Army Officer. That's where the letters SAO come from, Salvation Army Officer. And the reason they were given that name was because they were very handy for Salvation Army Officers to just put into their pockets for a snack to eat while they were out on their rounds. And, of course, uh, Arnott's, uh, as I understand it, no longer in Australian hands, so it has moved ownership offshore, but uh, good to be able to reflect on the history as it was in Australia with its Christian foundations. Definitely, yes. Well, wonderful getting your insights once again. And, Mike Spencer, let me point people to the book that you wrote, which is all about Australia's Christian history, and you've maintained so many of those wonderful stories that come from our Christian History. Your book is called One People, One Destiny, A Christian History of Australia. Uh, there is a website too in which people can get a hold of your book. It's called mikespencer.com.au. Mike, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts again with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.